0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to another week of Drive for Show DFS for Dough here on Roto Grinders. Uh, We're coming off a pretty fun event there with the Dell Match Play last week, and uh, we've got the Masters next week. And that means this week is just kind of lost in the shuffle. That's just the way it is when you're in between two big events on the calendar uh, there's, uh, just not going to be a lot of the big names showing up this week. So it's going to be an interesting one. We've got the Valero Texas open this week. Everybody's dealing with the same deck of cards though. So we'll see if we can find some diamonds in the rough and uh, help you build some lineups this week, uh, might be a quicker uh, analysis portion than usual this week, uh, given the, uh, the strength of this field. But, uh, we'll get into that. I am Justin Van Zuden, STL Cardinals, 84, I've got Derek Farnsworth, Mr. Notorious, alongside and uh, Noto fresh off a trip down to the match play event last week. And everybody was rooting for Scotty Scheffler versus Rory McIlroy. And we did get that in the final rounds, but uh, that ended up being the third place match since both uh, semifinals went to uh, extra holes. It was pretty entertaining. uh, And then Sam Burns pretty much uh, whitewashing away with the championship match there. So fun week of golf. And uh, Noto, how was your trip down south?
1: Yeah, it was good. I got off to uh, a rocky start. Uh, I thought we were leaving on Wednesday, so uh, packed up the kid, got everything ready, headed to the airport, and uh, only to find out uh, the flight was for Thursday. So uh, that was the uh, that was the start of the trip, and then uh, you know we went to the tournament Friday and Saturday, and uh, flew home Sunday. It was a lot of fun, but uh, yeah, I, you know I turned it on on the airplane once we got enough service or some Wi-Fi. And uh I just saw that, you know, Cam Young was playing Sam Birds and I just figured it was a three-four match because <laughs> when we took off, uh they were both losing with a couple of holes to play. So uh yeah, pretty incredible. I need to go watch uh the highlights of some of those comebacks. But uh, fun event. I'm sad that it's not going to be on the schedule next year. It's just uh I mean it's awesome to sweat, awesome to bet. Um, it's fun for DFS until the last couple of days when, you know, all your lineups are dead, but, uh, yeah, so much, so much fun. I hope they bring it back.
0: Yeah. After we talked on the show last week and I did a little bit more digging and I, I thought the group was pretty wide open. Uh, and this, this was semi, uh, semi assist to you, but I did end up betting, uh, J.J. Spawn to come out of his group and uh, so that was my biggest hit of the week and that uh, that paid off pretty well so uh, just never know with the unpredictability of the match play and uh, we ended up getting a lot of the higher seeds you know we talked about uh, we both liked Homa last week uh, he flew through his group before losing um, uh, Finao is another one that played you know pretty well the first few days and, and Cantley. we talked about having the easy draw uh, he made it through. And then Scheffler and Rory, of course, getting through more difficult groups. Uh, so it was, uh, you know, a week where maybe the, the higher seeds ended up playing a little bit better than what you usually see at that tournament. Uh, there's still some upsets, but, you know, maybe you were right that uh, with the, the, the kind of the, the nature of the PGA Tour these days, uh, that it was a little bit more top heavy than what we're used to seeing with the match play, relatively speaking.
1: Yeah, it could have been, could have been just uh, you know one off thing, but I think I saw it was like fifteen percent higher of the top seeds uh, ended up coming out this year compared to years past, um, and yeah, man, I had so many sweats heading into the final, you know, sixteen. All four of my outrights were, you know, made it through, and then uh, when we got to the elite eight, I had two lineups with a chance at four or four in DFS, but uh, yeah, all the guys I needed ended up losing. Uh, I had a lot of hues, which we talked about on the show. And then uh, you mentioned Spawn. So uh, overall, I thought we, uh, you know, had a pretty good show of picks. But, uh, yeah, nothing big uh, on my end of things.
0: Yeah, nothing here either. A couple good bets. But uh, DFS side, it's so hard to peg everything right. Uh, And I think I was reading on the uh, PGA Tour, like, website bracket challenge. There was only, I think, one person that got all the Final Four correct, uh, which was pretty remarkable out of, you know, Two hundred fifty thousand, or however many people submitted one of those. Uh, but anyway, yeah, just a tough, you know, week to peg. Even when there's chalk hits, uh, you just need a lot of things to to go your way. So uh, we won't be seeing that one on the schedule next year, as the uh, World Golf Championship events are kind of going by the wayside with the changes on the PGA Tour and the emergence of the Live Tour and all that stuff um so that's uh, that's it for the match play for now and it, it definitely is a fun uh, kind of a different you know type of tournament and uh, I, I certainly don't mind seeing that on the calendar every year as kind of a change of pace so we uh, bid it farewell did you uh, did you hang out on like a specific hole and watch the action did you walk around and follow a, a match for a bit how'd you how'd you handle sweating it in person
1: I mean, it's so tough to follow a group there because uh, there's just so many congested areas that you can't really follow a group that well. Um, You can for a few holes, but just not the whole uh, event. And, uh, you know, dragging along a seven-year-old doesn't work Yeah,
0: that's probably the biggest uh, (laughs) deterrence from that.
1: But, uh, yeah, my dad's boss has a house right on uh, number five. So we kind of just park at his house and then sit there for a little bit. We go to seven and then obviously go Down uh, to the back nine as well. But, uh, yeah, it's, you know, going to an event, it's really hard to sweat anything. You don't really know what's happening. Uh, You see, like, ten golf shots in, like, five hours. Uh, So, we ended up watching the Saturday morning matches uh, at the house. And, yeah, the sweat's so much better when you're not in person. But it's a lot of fun. You know, we've gotten the last few years. So, I'm glad we went. But, uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to watching four days of golf from the comfort of my home.
0: I don't know how much you're looking forward to these four days of golf maybe next week's four (laughs) days of golf will be a little bit more exciting. We would hope, Uh, but uh, with a week until the masters uh, I've kind of hinted at it, but uh, we have a pretty weak field here for the Valero Texas open. uh, And none other than, you know, uh, Hideki Matsuyama, who is clearly not 100% and Ricky Fowler uh, who was in like the six K's about six months ago as two of the most expensive golfers in the field this week. And that's no, you know, no hit on Ricky. He's certainly been playing well in 2023, but, uh, just, a, a pretty weak field for this tournament occupies a tough spot on the calendar. And, uh, you know, what do we make of, uh, how to handle kind of just the general approach to, to this week with it being the week before the masters?
1: Yeah, it's kind of tough. I think, uh, there's like eight guys or something like that that are qualified, um, to play next week. So, Got to keep an eye on them. It's kind of weird that Hideki's playing uh, after withdrawing. He had a chance to advance from his match uh, against Homa um, in round three and ended up having to withdraw. So I'm surprised he's teeing it up. Everyone there else is
0: zero he... chance you can play him this
1: week, is there? I mean, yeah, that's kind of the thing. Like, If he bogeys two holes, he's out of there. Um, but, I mean, nobody else is going to play him either. So, uh, yeah, it's just something to keep in mind. Uh, motivations, a lot of the other guys like Ricky need to win. In order to get in, uh, the cutoff for the top 50 official world golf rankings uh, was has already happened. So um, if Ricky finishes second and gets in, in the top 50, doesn't qualify him for the Masters. Same goes for everyone else that's currently outside of the top 50. Um, but yeah, I mean it should be a decent week. The top is obviously um, decent, and then a pretty big drop off, uh, you know, after that.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's going to go fairly quick uh, through the the player pool this week. There's just. Not a ton to get super excited about, but uh, the, the snake draft, uh, we'll bring, Noto tweeted out a, a, about an hour before the show, we'll bring back the snake draft tonight, uh, he's apparently in the mood for some pain, so we'll bring the pain, uh, we probably won't be able to do a 12 person snake draft next week, because I don't know if there's enough golfers in the field, uh, Ian, at the Masters, <laughs> <them> and, uh, <laughs> somebody's gonna some end up with all the, all the scrubs, <laughs> we'll have to see uh, how many are, are in the field, but. Uh, that's uh, you know 12 times seven is 80 uh, 84 let's see I, I have to search now to see if there's a uh, a list that just has a number on it but it's usually pretty close to that yeah
1: you know. class.
0: I don't I don't know if I'm gonna be able to find it quickly as uh, 89 players have qualified oh baby let's so go. I mean that even uh, means you know if four or five aren't partaking uh, we might still enough. Um, that'll be interesting. All right, but that's next week. And, well, it's easy to get excited about the Masters, especially when you look at this field. But uh, we have business at hand uh, and uh, a tournament this week where uh, TPC San Antonio is going to be the host course. Uh, we often see wind play a factor here. And as of right now, they are projecting pretty high winds uh, and possibly some thunderstorms the first two days of the tournament. Uh, which you know delays cause even more problems for those that are maybe already qualified for the Masters. Uh, they're not going to be wanting to wait out a Monday or Tuesday finish at this tournament if, uh, if there's weather delays, but uh, just something we need to keep an eye on. Wind is often in play here, and sometimes you will see a weather edge uh, depending on when the wind gusts kick up, and that is projected for the first couple of days. So uh, what do we make of uh, TPC San Antonio this week?
1: Yeah, the last thing we need is a Monday finish before the Masters. That would be that would be brutal, but uh, we'll see what happens with the weather. I do think it's going to be pretty windy, and it always is. In Texas, the course should be pretty difficult. I think it's averaged the 15th most difficult over the last five years. It's a par 72, 7,400 yards, but the par fives are four of them, but they're pretty difficult. Um, a couple of them are going to be three-shot holes for most of the field. And uh, we've seen a number of different winners here. I mean, Matt Kuchar's got a great track record. Jordan Spieth has a great track record. We kind of think of them as more short game guys. And then you have, you know, Kevin Chappell. Um, you know, last year we had J.J. Spawn. Um, so we've seen some ball strikers do really well here as well. So I'm not really sure what I'm looking at stat-wise. I think a little bit of everything kind of makes some sense. We've seen some bad putters um, do well here. So maybe just focusing on tee to green is probably your best bet um that includes you know around the green with your ball striking fairways here pretty wide but they do narrow um and then i found this interesting because there's a lot of trouble if you do miss the fairways uh, and get into the hazards and we saw kevin Na score a 14 or mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. it was um but according to data golf the penalty for missing the fairway at least from the rough is the the least on tour so the rough is very playable but just don't hit it far, where
0: kevin Na was hitting it from
1: yeah pretty much um <laughs> Yeah, and that's pretty much it. Course history, not all that predictive, so don't really need uh, uh guys that you know have played here ten times in order to play well here this week. And the greens are Bermuda overseeded with Poa. I don't really know what that means. Um, I, I still think they play closer to Bermuda than your California Poa, but uh, we'll see. All right. Uh, with that, we can go ahead and uh, and start
0: uh, digging into uh, what we have in front of us here, which is the usual three to four golfers above 10K. Hatton, the most expensive guy on the board. Matsuyama uh, at uh, far less than 100 percent with probably, I'd say, some of the most withdrawal risk we've ever seen uh, in advance of a PGA Tour event, given the, the, the schedule and the fact that he withdrew last week with a chance to advance uh, before his third match. And then you've got Fowler and Connors uh, rounding out the 10K range. Uh, what do we make of uh, how to handle this group, and do we need to prioritize somebody here?
1: Uh, I don't know if you need to prioritize somebody. I do think the 9Ks is pretty strong. You can get you know a couple of them in your lineup and feel pretty good about your lineup as a whole uh, in terms of like single-entry cash game uh, type of builds. But, uh, yeah, Haddon at the very top, he's easily the top guy in my model. He's been playing great. Um, he did have something going on last week um, when they were showing him. I don't know if he was just playing bad, and so he kind of played up an injury. He does tend to, uh, you know, <laughs> I saw like four videos of him just talking trash to the greens. Like just <laughs> – I thought he was talking to somebody, but, no, he's just yelling at the greens and pointing. Oh, were they listening? They did not. They uh They, were they didn't responsive. respond. That's yeah. pretty rude. That was rude of, of the greens. But uh, yeah, and Haddon's one of those guys. He loves certain courses and he plays well at them. And he hates cor- certain courses. Next week, he hates Augusta for whatever reason. He never plays well there. Uh, and he's never played here before. So I don't know what to do with Hatton. Rates out well. Um, Ricky Fowler's obviously going to get a lot of buzz. He's been playing great. Um, played pretty well last week other than uh, one match. And then Obviously, he's got the narrative that he has to win to get in to Augusta. So I do think Ricky's going to be my favorite, but uh, Corey Connors, good ball striker. Uh, he played great last week too. He kind of uh, ran into a buzz I think he lost to Cam Young. I think um, in his match, and I think it went down to the last hole. Um, so I, I like those two up there. Don't mind starting lineups with either of them, but uh, do you have a big preference?
0: Yeah, I don't really. Um, I, I think maybe Connors uh, and Fowler are probably my favorites. TBA on Fowler, you know, until we see if the ownership gets out of control. I mean, I think Hat or Connors is probably the guy uh, that, that I feel the most comfortable with. Grades out the best in terms of point per dollar in our early projections as well. So I like him. Um, it, it's remarkable that I, I think uh, I saw – I was thinking about these matches last week that were going down to the wire – and I think it was the first day that they said uh, that Keegan Bradley in the tournament, in that in the specific match play tournament, had ten consecutive matches go to yeah. eighteen holes, and he was Oh, and three with seven ties, so he hadn't won a single one uh, that had come down to the last hole. But having ten straight match play matches come down to eighteen is pretty crazy. Um, always entertaining, and the last few holes on that course are, are, are pretty interesting for when the matches come down to the wire, but. Uh, certainly something to be said for guys that, you know, at least played well last week. Uh, we don't have anybody in this field that, you know, was in the final four. So uh, if you're worried about fatigue or, or anything like that, um, that doesn't seem like it's going to be a factor for guys that played, you know, X number of rounds last week. There are some guys like Kucher made it to the final 16, but um, nothing outrageous in terms of rounds played. So, uh, yeah, I think Connors, then Fowler, then Hatton. And, I mean, I don't care what the ownership is. I just (laughs) – I can't play Matsuyama.
1: Yeah, I think I agree with you. Um, We've got a new guy that's watching live, so, uh, you know, welcome. Uh, I don't know how to say your username. But, uh, yeah, and then uh, Jeff Wilson, one of the regulars, says what's up. And uh, Brian was saying, you know, Hatton's injury was shown before they even – for the first match even started. So uh, maybe that is something to keep an eye on. So now we got two the two most expensive guys. We have to worry about injuries and they're both qualified for the Masters.
0: Yeah. And next week's the masters. Like, it's just, uh it's just, e- I mean, I think I'd feel a little bit better about Hatton because at least he's shown us something like Matsuyama hasn't been informed for a while. And this neck thing has been like a buzz for four or five months now. So, um, yeah, I just uh, I can't play Matsuyama right now. Just
1: can't do it. Yeah, I think it's pretty clear too for both of us.
0: All right, let's go ahead and move down into that next range. Uh, Taylor Montgomery, Siwoo Kim, Davis Riley, a few guys that have been hit or miss lately in terms of form. Uh, then you got Kirk and, uh, and Kucher, and my boy Ryan Fox, all the way up to 9K this week, uh, who has those three guys have been playing fairly well of late. So, uh do you spend up in the 9k range or do you go with some, i think i'm just kind of inclined to go with these guys that are playing better golf and are a little bit cheaper
1: yeah i mean you deserve props for the ryan fox call i think you called him when he was like 6700 a few weeks ago and you've been uh touting him ever since so uh that's been a good call we got on the right side of one of the <laughs> And, uh, man, he should have advanced last week, but, uh, you know, ended up finishing T-17 because he won two matches and lost to one. Um, But, yeah, he's been in great form. He's a guy that can bomb it. He's not accurate at all, so he's just got to avoid some of those areas. But uh, he might be able to get to some of these par fives in two when everyone else is hitting them in three. So I do like that. kucher has got the awesome track record here. Um, He's made 10 straight cuts, um, and he finished second here last year. This was kind of the start of his resurgence a little bit. He played good last week as well. And then uh, I like Siwoo Kim a lot at 9,700. He's another one of those guys that uh, has a good track record here. Perfect five for five. He's been very consistent. He can do a little bit of everything. If you look at his stats, he's pretty solid across the board. So those would be my top three. But, uh, I mean, Riley's playing a little bit better. You know, Chris Kirk, I think nobody's going to play him, even though he projects well on most models just because he won a couple years or weeks ago. So nobody wants to play him anymore. Uh, So I think that's interesting for sure for tournaments.
0: Yeah, I like Kirk here. Um, And, you know, I think if you want to sprinkle in one of the guys a little higher up, uh, I'm fine with with, uh, Riley uh, or Siwoo Kim. Siwoo Kim's stat, uh, if you look at trailing stats for like 24, 36 rounds, uh, actually he grades out pretty well. So um, if you can trust spending up, on siwoo kim i think he's probably my favorite spend up of the group uh but uh sprinkling in kirk of course i've got to ride the fox train until it derails even though you know it's he's 9k the good news is that's going to keep ownership down a little bit so anything else on this uh 9k range
1: uh do you have any takes on montgomery i think he's going to be pretty popular
0: yeah i mean i I don't know, like the approach play has just been so bad that I think I'm just I'm just off and hope he doesn't gain 10 strokes putting.
1: Yeah, I kind of feel the same. Uh, it's hard to play those guys that are just all putting. But he, he can get it out there off the tee. It's just like uh, he's kind of like the new Wyndham Clark where he's all driver and putter. But, uh, yeah, I'd like to see a little bit more with the Irons for sure. All right, let's go ahead and move into the 8Ks. Uh,
0: aforementioned J.J. Spawn coming off a solid week. Uh, Couldn't uh, advance past that uh, round of 16, but uh, I believe he lost to Xander uh, there. So no shame in coming out of your group and losing to Shoffley. So Spawn there, Uh, Alex Noren, Ben Griffin, who had a pretty good fall swing. uh, But this is kind of where the field then starts to thin out a bit. Uh, You've got Wallace, Dietry, Cam Davis. You know, those are guys that have been more missed than hit of late. Uh, Adam Shank, you know, kind of surprised a few weeks ago, kind of out of nowhere. But uh, guys that you're not used to paying in the 8Ks for, uh, where are you starting to look in this range?
1: Yeah, I've already gotten a number of questions about Matt Wallace, if he can go back-to-back, if we can play him off of the win in Corrales. I don't really feel great about him. Uh, I know he played well at the Valspar before his win last week, but prior to that he had missed six or seven cuts. Um, this had been his best finish on the pga tour prior to his win last week but uh, he's just one of those guys you mentioned he's very hit or miss so i'll probably be off of wallace and then the other guys are just you know big names that are overpriced Bazudan out i like him on shorter courses noren's been terrible um he's been he i saw him grinding on the range he was the only one out there um you know two hours after any of the other matches had you know gone past the hole number 10 and he it look he looked lost out there so I don't know what, what he's doing with his swing right now. Uh, Spawn's obviously the former winner here or defending champ here. So I don't know. I don't feel great about anybody up there. I like Cam Davis at 8,400. He talked about um, a sickness earlier this year, and that kind of held him back from being able to practice and uh, you know feeling good about his swing and all that. And he says he's back to 100%. He was also out there grinding, but uh, he looked like he was a little bit more um, in tune with his swing than Alex Norn was. And uh, talked about a little bit last week that, you know, Sam Burns had found that new driver and all of a sudden it uh, goes out and wins. So maybe it is – there is some of, this, some of this narrative stuff and with Davis being uh, sick so much uh, earlier in the year, uh, maybe he's on the upswing. So he's going to be my favorite play in the AKs. And outside of that, a little bit of Griffin, and that's pretty much it.
0: Yeah, not a lot to like in here. Um, I mean, I, I don't mind going to spawn – I'm not a big spawn guy in general, but I uh, have to give him some props after last week. So um, probably off of Wallace just outside of one event. You know, he's been so bad. And I know this is a similar kind of weak field tournament, but I take a shot on the talent of Dietry or Davis, I think, um, especially if Wallace's ownership tends to to jump a bit. But uh, not a fun range I think Hajgard is the one guy that's uh gonna probably get the social media traction buzz uh second at Corrales himself and he's kind of been a social media darling over the last, you know, half a year. Uh has been playing pretty well over in Europe as well. So him at eight K, he's probably I don't know, he's probably gonna get the most buzz out of this tier, I would think.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Um ton of talent. I wish uh, you know, his twin brother Rasmus was here too. It's kinda cool that They're both pros, and it seems like Rasmus was over here, you know, a year or two ago playing some PGA tour events, and now it's uh, Nikolai. So, yeah, it's kind of fun. And then Davis Thompson, uh, I don't, he's the one that uh, ran into Cam Young when Cam Young shot the 27 on the front nine last week. Nothing but threes for Cam Young. That was kind of crazy. Nine threes in a row. But if you just look at the strokes gained, he had, he was one of the best uh, in pool play. He just ran into Cam Young. So, if you want to look at a guy that uh, has some upside, don't mind looking at Davis Thompson. I think he nearly won. I want to say Farmers, one of those ones. I can't remember what it was, but uh, he was in there. Uh, who's this? Uh, sorry, Davis Thompson. He was out. Oh, yeah, up there.
0: yeah, yeah. That's what I was looking. I was. That was American Express. That was all the, That was go. two months ago already. Uh doesn't feel like it's been that long. Since then, 69th, cut,
1: cut, 53rd, 68th. <laughs> but played well last week. Uh fun fact from Brian in the chat. Uh Rasmus, Nikolai's twin brother, was first round leader here last year. Interesting.
0: Ah, I see. I see where this is headed. Um you, you never know. First round leader bet then. There you go. There's the sneaky first round leader bet.
1: Oh, that no, probably that, won't be that so belongs sneaky. to Charlie Hoffman. <laughs> is charlie in the masters he needs to win this week okay. in.
0: <laughs> well he's not playing in the masters then well good uh good luck to him all right uh let's go into the 7k range um i mean there's like some guys in here that given the field like don't seem massively overpriced pendrith putnam aaron rye brendan todd like these are guys that don't maybe haven't seen him at that 7.7 7 to 8k price range for a while but not they just don't seem severely overpriced so uh, anybody in this kind of upper 7k range that uh, that interests you
1: Uh got a question about the snake draft yes we are doing that so uh, get ready to fill that bad boy up should be a fun one um, 7k range I like Andrew Putnam at 7800 great start of the year finished well last season and then uh, you know kind of tailed off a little bit in some of the bigger events, but uh, played well last week, advanced out of his uh, group. So I like him. He's four four or three or four here with an eighth-place finish. Don't mind Aaron Ryan tournaments. Um, Bo Hosser's a Texas guy if you want to look at that. He's been uh, hit or miss throughout his career, but was fourth here last year. And then my favorite play in the ring is probably going to be Nick Taylor. He's been playing well T10 the last time we saw him. Um, played pretty well at the match play as well. And he's four or six at this event. But you mentioned that Taylor Pendridge a big name that's been in bad form. Don't mind taking some shots there. Um, S.H. Kim was really good at the start of the year. Brandon Wu. So a lot of guys I I don't mind looking to in tournaments.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're getting some of these guys that are maybe bigger names are in maybe lesser form. But uh, you never know. People in, in events like this, weaker fields, you see kind of somebody pop up that seems like they're, you know, out of nowhere. Wallace is an example. Uh, Davis Thompson, you know, from that event we mentioned back at the end of January is an example. Uh, Just uh, you see that so often in tournaments like this one. So don't be afraid to maybe take a flyer, especially in tournaments on some guys that aren't in maybe premier form. Uh, So I like those calls as well. Uh, I like the Taylor call too, Uh, as tends to go on stretches where he plays really well uh, and maybe he could be in the midst of one now at, uh, at 7,600 there. So, all right, let's go to the bottom part of the seven K range. Uh, it's, uh, it continues to get iffy, uh, Sam Stevens coming off a T three at Corrales. So he's maybe shown a little form of late. Uh, Benny has made like eight out of nine cuts, though. Not a lot of top finishes in there. Uh, you've got the, you know, the the, the hit or miss guys like a will gordon patrick rogers grillo if he can make a putt luke list if he can make a putt uh down here at the lower end of the 7k range uh probably just looking at gpp options in here i think
1: yeah i gotta go back to will gordon he's gained strokes ball striking in every single event since september so guy that you're gonna yeah pretty amazing especially with some of the rounds that he's had um he's gonna shoot a low run he's gonna shoot a bad round. Hopefully he's around for the weekend. Um, But the ball strike numbers have been very good. Benny on, man, it feels like he's been in such good form because he's on the leaderboard at some point, you know, in every tournament. And then you look at his results and they're all, you know, T45, 35 fading on the weekends. So, yeah, I mean, I'm fine with him. Obviously another guy that's a good ball striker and he's, he's underrated around the greens too. And then Molinex has had a couple good results here. Other than that, just a lot of guys that I don't feel great about. I do like Ben Martin a little bit at 7,100. He's been playing better. He was kind of in the mix of Corrales as well. Um, Akshay Batia also in the mix of the Corrales. Um, I think he's going to be popular at 7,000. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's probably my favorite, but I'm worried that, I'm worried that that ownership is going to get out of control. Um, I don't think we have. Well, we do. Oh nope, that's the fourth round. Yeah, we don't have ownership just yet. But tough week to peg that in the uh, by Monday evening with uh with the weak field. So um, let's see. Yeah, I don't think there's anybody else. Batia is certainly my favorite. Of course, if you want to play the Charlie Hoffman to win narrative, uh, you can do that.
1: <laughs> His record here is uh, is pretty good, but uh, yeah, I, I would rather play him in showdown or first round leader.
0: He has played. Uh, let's see. He's four of fourteen in cuts made this year. That's not great, but uh, yes, he does have it's it's Texas. So if you want to bank on that history, there are crazier arguments you can make in this field.
1: Play the the veteran lineup with uh, Kucher, Ricky, Hoffman. I'll figure some. Padre Harrington I see on the screen here, uh, and you'll be good to go.
0: We move into the 6Ks. There's a whole bunch of people that maybe we talked about during the fall swing that have just fallen on hard times. Uh, Sig was a guy I played quite a bit. Callum Taran had a pretty good fall. Ramey we would talk about quite a bit. My man, Doug Gimm. Uh, None of these guys have been able to really turn a corner in calendar year 2023. Uh, Neesmith, another one who was you know fairly popular as a punt a couple weeks back. There's just nobody... I mean, if you're under 7K in this field, you're there because your form is just is pretty bad. I mean, Ryan Gerrard was a popular play uh, a couple weeks ago, also, but I mean, you're not really banking on form from any of these guys. So any anybody that grades out well in the model at under 7K.
1: To your point, it's just a lot of guys that uh, we like name wise, but uh, the forms went off. Mark Hubbard, uh, Ben Taylor, Pearson Cootie, all all in to add to the list that you already mentioned. <laughs> Mr. Gergen in the chat says, Gim was T-16 last week, so he's back. Um, What are we going to do if uh, Gim isn't in the Masters? He better win so that we can talk about him next week. We talk about Gim every week, even if he's not in the field. So uh, (laughs) The one guy that does rate out well for me is Michael Kim. He's been playing well. I know the course history is pretty bad, but he went through a stretch for – Five years where he was just missing cuts everywhere so i kind of ignore that course history there was a
0: the year i think he won the john deere and then missed like 14 cuts in a row after that
1: yes sir so uh he should be near and dear to your heart um <laughs> former John really. Deere champ <laughs> i didn't
0: play him that week <laughs>
1: well, other than that i mean 26 45th 5th um and an 11th in his last five starts so he's coming around he's a guy that uh keeps it in play off the tee pretty good irons so uh, he's going to be my one and only play that uh, I can recommend in the 6Ks. All
0: right. I don't have much else down here. Um, it's uh, stick to the 7Ks for the most part. You want to throw a shot on a Neesmith or, uh, you know, a Fratelli and Grayson Sig and hope they have an upside week, uh, you know, you can sprinkle a couple of those guys in your GPP pool. But not a lot of guys that, uh, that I have a lot of conviction with. We'll see who ends up getting drafted in the uh, snake draft tonight. So uh, with that, we'll go ahead and we can uh, send off those of you who are just listening on the podcast feed. Uh, If you're watching us on playback, we appreciate you checking us out. Or if you're watching us on YouTube and you just don't want to stick around for the snake draft, uh, that's fine. We'll see you back here next week for the Masters. Uh, Should be a lot of fun. Make sure you catch that show uh, for, uh, of course, what is generally the biggest Uh, tournament of the year. So we'll catch you all next week.